Greetings and welcome back to Mishnah Yomit, the podcast series sponsored by the Orthodox Union, hosted here at OU.org. Uh, in each one of these mini-podcasts, lasting anywhere from two to five minutes, we study two Mishnayot, following the sequence that is provided by the International Mishnah Yomit Calendar. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom, and it's been my privilege to study Masachik Tubot with you. We're now at the end of Perak Chi'i, Perak Tet. We're going to look at Mishnah Chet and Mishnah Tet. In the previous Mishnah, we said if a woman's pogebek tubata, which means she collected part and is now claiming the rest, or part of the rest, she has to take a shvua. And then we listed other circumstances where she, where she has to take an oath to the effect of what she has not gotten to be able to collect. What's an example of that? I talk to a tile of zoos. Let's say two hours a thousand zoos. You can make your two hours as much as you want. And the husband says, you already got it. I only got a hundred. She has to take an oath that she only got a hundred. That was the second case in the previous Mishnah, when one witness says she got it. I talked to a tile of Zeus. The Ketubah is worth a thousand. And the guy says, you already got it. She says, I got nothing. But one witness says she got everything. She has to take a before collecting her thousand. How does that work? The husband sold property to another guy. And now she is coming to try to collect the land from the guys who bought it. Because she has an earlier claim. She has to assure that she did not yet collect her ktuba because the third party is involved. We said that if you collect from Nixay Yatom, you have to take a shvua. How does that work? Let's say the husband died and he left his property to his, to his, his heirs, his orphans, and they're young, they're underage. She's collected from them. They don't have the wherewithal to respond, so she's to, to know what happened. She has to take a shvua. The fifth case in the Mishnah, the previous Mishnah, was if she comes to collect outside of his presence. Let's say that he went on a fun business, or for whatever reason he went to Spain. And she's taking an oath, and she's collecting while he's gone. And let's say he divorced her. Because he's not there to contest it, and we would think that maybe she came now in order to try to go behind his back. Any time that she claims the ktuba, the heirs can contest it, even if they're adults. But if she doesn't claim the ktuba, meaning it has to start from her, she has to make a claim on the ktuba, then they could turn around and make her take a shvua in any case. That's Rabbi Shimon. Okay, Otsia get. Let's say the woman comes to Beitin and she takes out a get, proving that she's divorced. She doesn't have a ktuba with it. She can collect a ktuba, because the fact that she was given a get indicates she was divorced. The fact that she was married means a ktuba is there, whether it was written or not. It's the ktuba, as we saw in the fourth parak. And she can collect a ktuba. But ktuba, but if she comes with a ktuba and no get, she says, I lost my get. He says, I paid you your ktuba. And I lost my receipt. The same thing. Avachov takes out a shtarchov. Any more pros bowl. It has no pros bowl with it. And the, the debt was from, went through Shemitah. They can't collect. Neither the woman can collect the ktuba in that case, nor the balchov can collect. Since a particular sakana, whether it was Hadrianic persecutions or other persecutions, where they didn't allow people to keep Gitin, and we didn't want the Beitin to be in charge, likely it's Hadrian, they didn't want the Beitin to be in charge of such things, so keeping a get around was dangerous. 
She can go to Tuba even without a get, because Prusbo is also something a Beitin issued and they were composed to that. Let's say a woman shows up in Beitin with two Gitin from the same man and two separate Tubot. That means he married her, divorced her, wrote her a new Tuba and married her and divorced her and now uh, she's coming to collect both. She gets them. Let's say she brings two ktubot but only one get, or one ktubah and two gitin. Now one ktubah and two gitin is very simple. Two gitin from the same person, obviously. He married her, divorced her, married her again, al smach the original ktubah, no new money there, and then divorced her. She has a ktubah, a get, and the guy died. She only collects once. Because if a man divorces his wife and takes her back, we already saw this. He returns her based on the first ktuba, not a new ktuba. Let's say you have a young boy whose father married him off. The ktuba continues because that's why they kept it around. Or if you have a ger who converted and his wife converted with him, then, whatever Ktubah they wrote, when they were not Jewish, is maintained, because that's why he kept around, based on that original one. Same thing in the previous case, if a Katan married off, was married off, whatever Ktubah they had as Katanim, is maintained, because that's why he stayed married to her, based on that original piece, which of course is going back to the idea that the man who marries his wife for a second time does so based on the original Ktubah, because that's why he remarried her. Okay, we'll pause this point. We'll pick it up with our study of the 10th parak of Ktubot. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.